Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter. Come on, let's just celebrate Jesus together. Amazing, amazing. Thank you for coming to church on this special Easter day. We get to celebrate Jesus, which is appropriate. If you're a guest, we're so honored you came to be with us. So today I'm going to ask us to do something that we never do, but you're going to have to go with me today because I'm going to read a verse and I think it's appropriate to be standing on our feet so that we can honor the word of God and honor our risen Savior. So would you stand to your feet? On the screen is a verse and we're going to read it together. And after we read it, let's just celebrate because that's why we're here. On the count of three, one, two, three, the Lord is risen indeed. Amen. Mm. You're going to give me a little Easter swagger if you keep clapping. So we'll, do me a favor, have a seat, and we'll just jump right into this message. Father, thanks for this day. Thanks for your presence and the excitement that's in the house, every person that's here. Lord, I pray that if there are people that are struggling in any capacity, that today's message would lift them, encourage them, and strengthen them. Lord, we pray that as we encounter the resurrection of Jesus, that we would apply that in our own life and we walk out of here with a new sense of hope in Jesus name. Amen church. Amen. We're in a series called The Wonder and my sermon title today is The Wonder of His Victory. And what I hope is that when we walk out of here today, we have a sense of awe or a sense of wonder about the resurrection. Like I never want to get so familiar with the things of God that when we talk about the resurrection, that it's, that it's not like significant to us, that it doesn't park us for a moment and say, that's my savior, that's my king. And so we want to talk about the wonder of his victory and how that wonder, that victory gives us great joy. I'm still amazed, to be honest with you, when I read the story about how God raised Jesus from the dead and he conquered the grave, he conquered sin, and he conquered Satan. Amen? Let me pray. Father, thanks for this day. I ask that you would bless this message. Uh, be with us. We need you in Jesus' name. Amen. Friday before Easter. So today's Easter Sunday. But three days before Friday, three days before the resurrection was a significant day. I want to talk about Friday for just a moment before we get to Sunday. The Bible says in Mark chapter 15, 42, it says this all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath as evening approached. Everyone say Friday with me, Friday. Well, what happened on Friday? What was that? Well, Jesus was crucified and he died on Friday. His body was bruised and his blood was shed on Friday. He was hung on a cross and he gave up his spirit on Friday. He was laid in a tomb on Friday. We have a perspective of Sunday. 
If you were a disciple, though, or one of Jesus' followers, you didn't have the same perspective we have today because we can look back and we know about our resurrected king. The disciples, though, they were living out a, a moment of despair for them. For them, Friday felt like the end of all hope. Jesus had told them that he would come back to life, but I can totally understand that that would be hard to comprehend that he would be crucified, died, and then rise again. Friday for them felt final. We find in the scriptures that they assumed that he would not come back to life. We find a story in the book of Mark about two ladies who had gone to the, the tomb where Jesus was buried to anoint his body for burial. It says on Mark 16, Mark 16, Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Now, why, why they do they do that? Well, in that culture, that, that time, Jesus' death, they didn't have the same procedures of embalming we have to have today. So they would anoint their body with, with perfumes and with spices to cover the strong smell of a body as it decomposes. They were in the mindset that Jesus was dead and gone forever. They were thinking that, that tomorrow would be no different or no better. They were on Saturday not understanding Sunday. They were thinking that the man that they had followed and poured out their life to and worship for three years was dead and gone. Their hope was dead. All of the disciples had scattered. They were living in fear. They were afraid that if the same people that accused Jesus who murdered him if they found out that they were associated, they were afraid they too would be put to death. And so they were living in fear. They were going back to their way of life that they had before Jesus. They were confused. They were in despair. They were fearful, confused. Their friend, their brother, their son, their savior, their dreams, their life, their future was now crushed at the cross. They had left their jobs. They had left their income, families, homes, their reputations, to follow Jesus. And all of that was apparently for nothing. It was Friday, the death of Jesus. Friday was a dark day. On Friday, the disciples were doubting. The unruly mob was celebrating. The earth was groaning. The future was dark as night. Hope was lost Death had won, sin was prevailing, and Satan presumably was winning. That was Friday. But church, Sunday awakens. Sunday awakens. The dawn and the promise of a new day arises. The wonder of his victory is at hand. The Bible says in Matthew 28, 1 through 8, it says early on Sunday morning as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb and suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. 
The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, said, don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said it would happen, come and see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened. Another word would fit just as well. They were awestruck. They were in wonder of what they had experienced. But it says they also were filled with great joy and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. The two Marys that day were celebrating Sunday. They were weeping and now they're dancing. They know that Jesus is alive. His resurrection was real. They saw it, they experienced it, and they were filled with great joy. They had a Sunday revelation. Friday's gloom had now turned into Sunday's glee. Their hope was back and their joy was intact. Why? Because their Savior, their friend, their hopes, their dreams, their future, and their faith came back to life as well. The Bible teaches us the significance of his resurrection. It says on 1 Corinthians 15, 14, it says, And if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. In other words, if Christ were still in that grave, we would be gathered for nothing. We would be here just to feel good about ourselves and be able to buy a new jacket and maybe some new shoes so you can show off your duds. But there would be nothing more to it if he were still in the grave. If he were still in the grave, we would have nothing to hold on to with our faith. If he were still in the grave, we wouldn't have a miracle to believe in. If he were still in the grave, we would be hopeless without a Savior. But Jesus lives. And because he lives, everything that Jesus promised is true. Everything that he said will come to pass. Our salvation is real. Everlasting life is guaranteed. He made it true. Because he lives, he is the king of kings. He is the doorway of deliverance and he is the pathway of peace. He is our risen savior. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the preeminent wonder of the world. If you're taking notes, I have one good note for you today. For you note takers, you can just set down your pens after this. The wonder of his resurrection is that my faith is validated. It's true. It's real. That's the wonder of it. That's the awe. That's the, the moment when we believe in his resurrection, we realize that everything he said is true. Because he lives, my hope and my future are secure. Because he lives, I can believe in miracles today. I can believe that every promise, everything I need can be found in Jesus because he lives today. The resurrection proves it all if you believe. Can you imagine these 
two ladies, as they went to the tomb that morning, they were discouraged, they were in despair, they were mourning the loss. And they get to the tomb and they see the, the stone that is rolled away and they were probably perplexed at that and they, they saw the tomb, the angel spoke to them and they, they experienced the, the revelation that Jesus was not dead but he is now alive. No wonder they were filled with joy. This is so different than where they were on Friday. Friday they were in pain and they were mourning Saturday. But Sunday came, the resurrection changed everything for these ladies. Now I was pondering though, the, the moment that they went to the house to find those disciples. What about those disciples who didn't go to the tomb that day? What about those guys that, that didn't rush out to see? They, they were hiding in a house. They were living in fear in that moment. And they were, they were trapped there in their fear. And imagine this moment when the ladies, they go to tell them. And, you know, the Bible says that one of them went there. And, and I assume that she was so excited, she probably ran, you know, the, the, the half mile in record speed. Wouldn't you, though, if you had just experienced Jesus? I don't know. Her, her feet probably didn't touch the ground. And she couldn't wait to go tell the great news. I just assumed that when she got to the house, she was banging on the door. It probably wasn't a polite little knock-knock. It was like, let me in, let me in, let me in, let me in. I have the greatest news to tell you. She had to be excited. The Bible says that in Mark 16, she went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping, and she told them what had happened. Now, I want you to notice for a moment the contrast between Mary and these disciples. So she is so excited. She is full of joy, it says, yet they are weeping and mourning. It was Sunday for Mary, but for the disciples, they were still in a Friday mindset. They were still in Friday morning. She had experienced the joy of his resurrection. She was seeing life through the lens, though, of hope and anticipation and joy. Everything had changed for her. It was Sunday for her. It was also Sunday for the disciples, but they are yet to believe. They're yet to experience that. It was Sunday for them, but they were still seeing life through the lens of darkness and heaviness and defeat. They are not experiencing this resurrection of Jesus. What a contrast. Same room. I mean, have you ever been in a room where someone's sad and someone's happy? You might want to tell somebody, read the room, you know, like, you know, check out. Somebody's not feeling so good. Listen, she wasn't reading the room. She was defining the room. She was like, you boys need to know something. Y'all missed out. You should have gone to the tomb. Lazy guys, you know, sometimes the women have to step out, I'll tell you. She was excited. Same room, same day, same Sunday. She was excited and they were weeping. She had experienced it. They hadn't. You know, it reminds me of our world today 
where there is a group of people who have experienced the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they live with joy that goes beyond the current culture. The joy that goes beyond what we see in the news. You see, when you believe in Jesus Christ, you have hope, you have anticipation, you believe in the promise, you believe in miracles. And that group of people that have experienced it, we view the world in a different way. We may watch the news and we may say, man, it's messed up. But we also believe our God can still do something because we believe in resurrection power. There's a group of people that live with such joy in spite of circumstances. Now, I'm not saying you won't go through difficult times in life. But what I'm saying is that when you do, you have something to hold on to. You have the resurrection, the power, the promise, the possibility of a God who heals, a God who sets free. There's another group of people though, like those disciples who haven't believed yet. And they're living in depression. They're watching the news and feeling defeated. They're, they're seeing the, the, the pressures of the world, the stresses of their day. The, they're living in, in, in an alternate world than those who believe. Same world, different view, different perspective. And you can choose what you see. Some people see life through the lens of Friday's defeat. And others see life through Sunday's victory. But I have good news for you today, church. I have great news for you today, and I need you to hear me. Friday has come and gone. Friday is over. And Sunday is here. And Jesus is alive. That is our perspective. That is what we believe. That is what you can believe. Your perspective is a Sunday perspective. And you can be filled with hope and you can be filled with promise. You can be filled with joy because none of that depends on what's going on around you. It all depends on who you believe in and what you believe. And his name is Jesus and the stone has been rolled away. And the two Marys saw it. They experienced it. They were filled with joy. Your promise is in that empty tomb. If you believe in the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus, then that shapes the way you see life. That shapes the way you approach your day. Because if God can raise Christ from the dead, then your faith is real. It's all true. If God can raise Christ from the dead, then you know he can heal your body of sickness. If Christ is raised from the dead, then you know he can restore a struggling marriage. If Christ is raised from the dead, then you know he can set you free from addiction. If Christ is raised from the dead, he can turn a nation back to him. If Christ is raised from the dead, then he can move a mountain of problems in your life. We believe. There isn't anything that God can't do if you believe that God has raised Christ from the dead. You know, you can choose your outlook every day. You have a choice. You have a choice of what you're going to see, how you're going to see it, and how you're going to go through your day. You can choose your outlook. You can choose your perspective. 
Listen, you can be a Friday Christian or you can be a Sunday Christian. It's up to you. You can, you can wake up every day and see life through Friday. You can be like, well, it's another bad day. You can focus on the inflation. You can focus on everything else. You can get, your, you can get yourself in a, you know, in a bind in a hurry if you're a Friday Christian. You can be depressed. You can be glass half empty. If you choose to live like it's Friday and you believe everything's falling apart, life is depressing, problems are bigger than your hope, you feel defeated, you can feel discouraged, and you can believe that Jesus can't help you. Or you can be a Sunday Christian. You can be a Sunday person. You can be a resurrection person. You can see life, you can live life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ on Sunday where every day is full of hope, potential, promise, and possibility. And you can believe that Jesus can help you through every situation in life. You can choose it. You can choose to live a Friday life or a Sunday life. But as for me and my household, Harriet and I, we're choosing Sunday. We want to choose to live a life of joy. Not because everything is great, but we choose a resurrection Sunday. We live from a place of joy, a place of hope, a place of promise. I choose Sunday. I choose joy. I choose hope. I choose to believe in the power of God. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. How many Sunday Christians we have in here? Come on. How many Sunday Christians do we have in the house? <laughs> you believe in the resurrection? Are you part of that tribe? Are you part of the gang that says, I believe all things are possible? Are you part of that? I love this church. Well, listen, maybe you're here and you aren't that yet. Maybe you came to church, someone invited you, and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to figure some of this out. I'm not even sure what it's all about. And I want to help you move from Friday to Sunday. I want to help you become a believer, a follower in Jesus Christ. On the screen are a couple thoughts for us. First, I want you to know that you are loved by God. He loves you. He cares about you. He loves you not because of anything you've done or haven't done. He chooses to love you. All of us, it says man, all of us have, have had a sinful life and it separates us from God. Sin is that part that pulls us, puts a barrier between us and God. We believe that Christ died on a Friday. He died for our sins. He, he took what what punishment we deserved upon himself so that we can be free, so that we are no longer condemned by our sin. He took that. We also believe in Sunday that he rose from the grave to prove it all. And your role in this whole moment is to accept and believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so on this Easter, I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads and I'm gonna invite anyone that has never believed in Jesus to raise their hands and say, I wanna pray a prayer together with you, Pastor, and I wanna believe in Jesus 
as my Lord and Savior. I want my sins forgiven today. If that's you, would you just do me the favor, raise your hand real high so I can see your hands. I want to be able to recognize you without saying your name. I just want to see. Thank you, Lord. Let's all pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you you sent your son. And on a Friday, he died for my sins. I believe in Jesus. I believe he rose from the grave. And he gives me life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Awesome. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we have a table just right outside those doors. We'd love to give you a book. We'd love to help you take your next step. So please, right at the end of the service, just slip right out there. It takes just a couple minutes. We'd love to meet you and give you a book and help you take your next step.